every organ system communicates with every other organ system in this massive, important, amazing, God-created organism, which is pretty cool to think about. So when we talk about liver brain axis, what's the connection? Now we do know that when it comes to health, we have kind of debunked the fact that it takes a lot of money to live healthy. Right. Well, and you know, sometimes having more wealth uh, can create a whole bunch of stress, you know, that actually can uh, cause your health to go in the reversement. I don't know how many of you have ever seen the old classic Christmas story, It's a Wonderful Life, right? But but in that movie, there was a run on the banks, right? And it's like, oh my word, nobody had any, any cash. Well, this actually is happening in real life and it won't be a wonderful life, right? liver brain axis and does it play a role in dementia liver brain axis the first time i heard that was in that article you're referring to i mean we hear about the pituitary adrenal thyroid sex hormone axis hpa axis gut brain axis you know all these axes well i think that the lesson learned here as we get into this discussion about the liver brain axis is every organ system communicates with every other organ system in this massive, important, amazing, God-created organism, which is pretty cool to think about. So when we talk about liver brain axis, what's the connection? Well, I think if we look at the root, the chronic root is inflammation. If the liver becomes inflamed and those cells forget what they're doing, how are they going to send good, healthy signals to the brain and back and forth? Mm -hmm. So we have to, again, consider that root called inflammation as the key in the liver brain axis. One of the most common, and I mean, this is super common. I would estimate that probably one in four Americans are suffering from this non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. Okay. What the heck? Non-alcoholic fatty liver. Mm -hmm. Right. Why are so many suffering from that? It's because like we don't process things like high fructose corn syrup, which is in everything. So the next time you look at your ketchup bottle, you're going to see high fructose corn syrup there. We don't process that. So what happens in that over the course of time in young and old is we get these fatty pockets built up in sort inside of our liver, which makes the liver dysregulated and dysfunctional. And that in turn has an association with brain dysfunction. And it, it's kind of trippy to think about really, but it does make sense, doesn't it? Well, when we're talking about body composition and visceral fat, one of the main organs that 
processes our carbohydrates, proteins, our fats, our micronutrients, everything that goes through the gut goes through the liver. Mm -hmm. So the liver sees it all. And if the liver starts to get overwhelmed and overcome with fat deposits, that's actually going to take the function of liver down. And the liver essentially becomes inflamed. So now it is not sending an accurate signal to the brain. Mm -hmm. It's sending the single signal of inflammation to the brain. And therefore, the brain's um, reaction and response may be a different message, a different signal, a different understanding. So that gut or that liver brain axis becomes disrupted as the liver becomes dysfunctional. So we're talking liver inflammation is associated with brain inflammation. And this chronic inflammaging process really becomes the thing we're talking about here because today, I think it's um, pretty fair and pretty accurate that most people would agree is that we're having a rise in this Alzheimer's dementia process. And it has a lot of factors, uh, but we should understand that it is and does is known by another name, type 3 diabetes. So if type 3 diabetes sounds like type 2 diabetes, it probably it should be sound like that. Because, it has a relationship. Yeah, type 2 diabetes is really associated with Fatty liver. And if you're wondering if you've got fatty liver, you can actually test that. We test that through the comprehensive metabolic panel. And most doctor's offices test this. But we're looking at those liver enzymes. If they get elevated, that shows you the liver struggling. And, and then you ask the simple question, well, do you eat high fructose corn syrup and processed foods? The answer is yes. Bingo. There's the cause. Well, we should mention the other cause. It's alcohol. We don't break down the alcohol very well. So you can get this alcoholic fatty liver as well. Yeah, some people don't make that enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase. So alcohol is more of a toxin. Yes. It's the first to burn. It's going to be a toxin anyway. That's why they say don't get behind the wheel of a car when you're drinking alcohol as the body doesn't process it very mm. well. The other interesting thing is, is that since inflammation is at the root of all chronic sickness and disease, now if the liver becomes inflamed... Not only can we see that like on a liver chemistry panel, in our clinic, we also do two other tests. One is called the whole body scan, mm -hmm. and the other one is called a bioimpedance or in-body. So we can actually test visceral fat, and we can see if that system is starting to get into a place of um, harm or into a place of dysmetabolism and dysregulation. So we might actually be able to pull mm -hmm. a person back from the fence of having this thing called dementia, if there is this liver brain axis, if we can identify that early and say, hey, look, it's probably time you do do some border control and go home and take a look at your lifestyle and making sure that you're not putting too many things past the border that your liver yeah. has to deal with. Well, two things that are kind of like, well, not gross to think about, but maybe gross for some is you think about a cow. When we eat that marbled steak, we hear that's what oh the my flavor goodness. is, man. Yeah, we don't think but about that. That is a cow that has extra that's fat like crammed into the muscle. Cow. That's a diabetic sick cow who also mm. has fatty liver as well. And we think that's good, but that's the worst thing to do because we're actually now ingesting the toxins which are stored in the fat. The second thing which we really need to understand as well, as you mentioned at the top, is that the liver stores nutrients, a whole bunch of them. And we see people that are short in nutrients 
And many times when we're looking at places from a diet to consume to get those nutrients back, guess what organ comes to the top? The liver. liver right? So we, we used to eat liver a lot, but I'm going to say you need a fatty <laughs> liver. Find good liver to eat it, and it works good stir fry. So, you know, the liver can be beneficial, but it also is this, this initial sign of something gone awry. Well, and again, it is a very interesting thing that we can't single out just one organ and talk about the liver. Right. We have to think about the liver and the brain. We have to think about the gut and the liver. We have to think about the gut and the brain and the gut-brain-liver axis. The body is connected, and it sees all and knows all. So it's just very important to treat it with tender, loving care, starting with what's at the end of your fork, because that happens three times a day, sometimes three times a day, two snacks, 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of medical decisions that we're making. And if they're all in line with inflammation, boy, that leads to chronic sickness and disease and probably that Alzheimer's dementia quicker, faster, and sooner than we like. And yet we probably have more of a hand in that than we think. Take care of your liver. Fatty liver can be reversed. We see that all the time as well. If you're worried about that, you need to get some tests. You can come see us at the Functional Medical Institute. Does wealth really equal health? Coming up next. Hmm. I'm curious. We'll find out. Could use your assistance. Okay. Um, Jesus. Huh? I, my name is Jesus. <laughs> sure. Jesus. Jesus is here today. You, uh, you looking for a job? Yes, sir. You and Mark have 45 days before the bank forecloses. Not to worry. They do not call me by God Byron for nothing. The collection plate starts to be passed around. Mark reaches into the basket and shouts, you and your family are the winner from the first church of the Lotto. Kind of think of it like a high stakes bingo night every Sunday. This video of the diaper is going viral right before our eyes. This is a miracle. What, what is? Friends of Faith has over 300,000 followers. Oh my dad! That's more followers than Moses had! Jesus! Take the wheel! Say it. No, Stop take it. the wheel! I got it! I got it, buddy! And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. KirkElliottPhD.com forward slash Sherwood. 
exploring biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, or anti-fragility? Start here. No gimmicks, just proven results. Well, a lot of people think that, um, you know, if you have more wealth, you can actually have better health or better health care. And I suppose on that note, you could probably afford better health care. But my question marks go up and and yours probably would, too. What is health care and is there such a thing? You know, so I'm not really sure that wealth can buy better health. I think it has better, perhaps, opportunities that are related to maybe more health. Well, if you're looking uh, at the bigger picture, sometimes more wealth can get you a better place to live. So there's better sanitary conditions, right. there's cleaner water, there's quicker, easier access to health care, quicker and faster than somebody who's liver living in a lower socioeconomic type of mm -hmm. lifestyle. Now, we do know that when it comes to health, we have kind of debunked the fact that it takes a lot of money to live healthy. Right. Well, and, you know, sometimes having more wealth uh, can create a whole bunch of stress, you know, that actually can uh, cause your health to go in the reverse manner. You know, we've seen a lot of people that are very, very wealthy as far as the uh, world standards might be, but they struggle with health because that's all they're focused on is their wealth. So there is a balance there that we're trying to find, you know, and I'm all about people having enough provision to do what they want. But I, I don't see that, um, you know, just a straight up thing that having more worldly wealth is straight up equivalent with worldly health. There's so many variables that you've just mentioned, a few of them. Well, we know that in order to change the totality of the situation, at the base, it's going to be education. And education has to come for not just the wealthy, but mm -hmm. the ones that live in rural communities, may have um, less access to health care. We need to be educating people on what it means to live a healthy lifestyle. We do. And I think, uh, you know, the we were talking earlier today about the idea of social media and the connectivity that we have, you know, that's a great technology and it can communicate really across the world in just a blink, which is crazy. We should be using that platform to create better health and better ways to live healthier and not just really focus totally on wealth. I, I have watched many people in my life that so focus on wealth, their whole life, says something like this. I'm going to pursue hell, wealth, and when I get this amount, I'm going to stop and slow down and enjoy my life. Well, guess what happens? They never stop because that pursuit of wealth can become a stress. Yeah, it creates more. And so we've got to find balance in that. You know, I think, as you said to me many, many times, that wealth or provision sort of follows truth. Well, what is truth? Truth is living healthy in all ways, you know, not just financially, but also physically, emotionally, spiritually, and even intellectually. So there's, there's all kinds of variables there. And I get a little frustrated with people that write articles like that and say that, well, more 
wealth will do this because it can give people the wrong idea. I mean, from a person doesn't have much, they can throw their hands up and say, well, what's the use? I don't have anything. Well, so at the baseline, what we can do for all people is we can educate them. And we've created something really great. It's called Kingdom Fuel. Yeah. And when people say, well, I can't afford to live healthy. I can't afford a healthy lifestyle. We kind of debunk that with uh, talking about Kingdom Fuel. Can you kind of mention uh, yeah. the importance of what Kingdom Fuel is and how it can help somebody who may not have wealth? Well, one of the greatest myths that we have today in our world is this idea that it, you have to have a lot of money to eat healthy. That's just simply not mm -hmm. true. At the standard American lunch costs, what? Yeah, it's between like 16 and $20 typically. And that's just general. That's in our in the Midwest. You go somewhere west or east coast, you might pay more than that. I'm talking just whether it's salad. good or bad, but that's a salad and a piece of meat maybe mm -hmm. on it. But you dressing. look at Kingdom Fuel, we did that for, for one reason alone, to, to really give people an alternative of healthy food that was cheap or cheaper. And actually, you look at Kingdom Fuel, it has organic pea protein and it has vitamins and minerals, greens and reds, and of course, a lot of good amount of fiber. And for a whole serving of that, which you can live on, right? Just mix it in water if you want to. You don't have to, but you can. Three level scoops on that went up to the line in the scooper. That is the equivalent of $5 per meal. Most people use two scoops, so that's the equivalent of about $3.50 per meal. So there's really no excuse when you look at it like that, we take away that. Now, people still want to make excuses because you can get addicted to a place. Just like you can get addicted to the pursuit of wealth, you can get addicted to um, poverty. You can say you're impoverished because that's what you do, and that becomes your identity when it doesn't have to be. So in all cases, we've got to find the alternative to get out of anything that holds us back from the idea of true health. So we kind of debunk the fact we, we know that wealth can get you better health care, get you yep. in faster, quicker, easier, but education at the root is going to be the key. So there are many places where you can even go to our website and get education on mm -hmm. how to hit, live a healthy wealth, healthy lifestyle, physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually, how to get your hands on kingdom fuel, which nourishes the body in a complete and total way. And then people Secondarily, they can get more exercise, mm. which makes a body fit. And once you're fit, that inflammatory level goes down and it helps you ward off sickness and disease better. It doesn't cost you anything to go for a walk. Folks, listen, at least go for a walk and try to get one healthy meal a day. You know, that's the true concept that we need to be really focused on. You know, not that we're against wealth. That's not the point. But if you are wealthy out there and people are listening right now and you struggle with health, maybe you should start putting some of that wealth towards your own health. And maybe you could even consider blessing someone else less fortunate with an opportunity for more health. So there's all kinds of ways that we can turn this around and make it better. Yeah, so we know we can do better with our nutrition. Mm -hmm. It's called Kingdom Fuel. If you don't have any other resources or access, it's $5 a meal. We know we can go for a walk. We can move. We can get that Kingdom Fuel to our systems with moving, getting blood oxygen and nutrients to our tissues. And then anybody can pick up a good book on self-help ideas. We've got several books available that help people walk down a healing journey. So wealth can sometimes equate to health, but not all the time. It just gives you other opportunities. But we just encourage you to value the real wealth, which is actually your health. Up next, 
Our financial guru, Kirk Elliott, gives us advice on what you need to know at this time in history. Hey, friends. You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life, and we'll auto-ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. Hey there, Kevin Sorbo here. Now, deep down, we know this. We're, we're more than just a brain and a body. We're a spirit, we're a soul, and we're also a physical temple. If you hit the wall when you're trying to improve one aspect of your being, it's probably because, well, other aspects are sabotaging our success. So that's why diets don't work. And frankly, why so much conventional wisdom from our so-called medical establishments falls flat. Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood have a very different approach. I should know because I happen to be one of their patients. They address the whole person to get to know you, your challenges, and more importantly, what your goals are. Then they offer a complete plan that addresses your unique biology and your heart. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. So find out more at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo or see the link before. Now I'm heading for a workout. You should be going for a workout too. All right, guys. God bless. Hey, everybody. Dr. Kirk Elliott here. And thanks, Mark, for, for having me on. Um, interesting topic today because it's it's a scary topic for everybody that has funds in the bank, right? So... I don't know how many of you have ever seen the old classic Christmas story, It's a Wonderful Life, right? But but in that movie, there was a run on the banks, right? And it's like, oh my word, nobody had any, any cash. Well, this actually is happening in real life and it won't be a wonderful life, right? So so the FDIC, um, the, the Federal Depository Insurance Corp, right? There, when you have a bank account, a checking account, savings account, your bank accounts are what? They're insured up to $250,000, right? So we all feel safe, right? We all feel safe that our bank accounts should be safe, right? They're not tied to the stock market. They're not tied to the bond market, or are they, right? Because what does the bank do with your funds? They lend it out, right? So, so they used to be that every $100 you would deposit, they would keep $10 back and they would loan out $90 bucks, right? So it was a 10% reserve requirement. Well, during COVID, the banks, all banks in America from the Federal Reserve said reserve requirement is zero. So they don't have to keep any money on hand at all. Zero, right? Oh my word, they could be ripe for, for a bank run, right? So they also did one other thing. This happened last year. Also what happened last year was they they actually 
took, the Fed took $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banking system via a mechanism called a reverse repo mechanism, which just means they gave all banks these worthless U.S. treasuries and stripped cash out. So they took out $2.5 trillion. They made a 0% reserve requirement, meaning banks don't have anything on hand. So their, their, their liquidity is like minimal. But then in November of, of 2022, a meeting was held at the FDIC. And this video just came out uh, this first end of the first week in January. It was a video of their meeting. It wasn't intended for public consumption because these FDIC officials were talking. And what were they saying? We can't let the public know about this at all. Now, the bankers, they need to know what's happening in the markets and the impending collapse. And see, Mark, words have meaning, right? So impending collapse, they weren't talking about a collapse that might happen somewhere down the road, an impending collapse of the markets. And the public can't know about what they're talking about in this meeting because that would have come with unintended consequences. It's like, what in the world were they talking about? So what they're talking about is the FDIC is running out of money. So we all think we have $250,000 insurance coverage. We don't because there's $9 trillion of, of our money in the banking system. $9 trillion, okay? They have $125 billion covering $9 trillion. That's 1.388%. So the FDIC only has 1.388% of all of our deposits covered. No wonder the FDIC officials, when they didn't know they were being recorded, said, we can't let the public know about this because it would come with unintended consequences, which would be what? A run on the banks. And how much banks do, how much money do banks have? Zero, zero percent reserve requirement. And they stripped two and a half trillion out. So, so this is where, what do we do? I mean, seriously, what do we do when, when our banks aren't even safe? And and you and I have spoken in the past, Mark, about stock market collapse, bond market collapse. And, and a lot of times people just put their money in the banks when they want it safe and they just want to sit on the sideline. That's not even a good option now, right? With, with the banking system in, in complete shambles, no liquidity, and now FDIC, the insurance coverage is so underfunded, they only cover 1.388%. So what do we do? What you and I have been talking about for months now, go into tangible assets like gold and silver. It's your safe haven. It's the flight for quality that we all need in times like this, because here's the growth that we've seen. Asset protection, first and foremost, we need to protect everything we've worked so hard to accumulate. Silver and gold are the safest assets in the planet because they're things and things go up with inflation. But over the last 13 weeks, silver's up almost 40%. It was, it was, let's see, three months ago. So, you know, 12, 12, 13 weeks. It was $17.97 an ounce. Today, it's well over 24. It's up almost 40%. But 12 weeks doesn't make a trend. So let's look back further. Two and a half years. Silver was $11.91 an ounce in March of 2020. Now it's up to tw over 24. That's up 98% in two and a half years averaging 38% year growth. That is amazing. In a time like this, when, when we're all concerned about stock markets collapsing, bond markets collapsing, we're losing equity in our houses, we can have a smile on our face like I always do because we can have something good.
there's hope and there's light at the end of this tunnel. If you do the right thing, reallocate into silver or gold, tangible silver or gold, and we can help you with that.